Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining today's message from Zoe Church, Los Angeles. We are a church in Los Angeles that is committed to the person and the message of Jesus. Again, I want to thank everybody that subscribes, likes, comments, and shares our podcast, helping us get the message out. And I want to thank every person that gives faithfully, partners with us here at Zoe. If you'd like to give, you can go to our website, or text Zoe to 77977 and you can give right there. Today, we are talking about placebo part two and really rejecting the lies that the enemy tries to tell us to replace them with the truth of God's word. We're going to Luke chapter four to learn how Jesus handled this exact situation. Come on, let's jump in to today's message. I want to preach a message out of Luke 4, right down the title of today's message. It's called, I'm not falling for that again. No, I, f- I fell for that. Sometimes my boys, they'll trick me w- once. I'm like, fool me once, shame on you, son. Fool me twice, shame on me. I fell for that when I was in high school. I used to fall for that trick that the devil took, brought me to. But when I was in college, I might have fallen in that. But I'm not falling for that move again. I know where that lie leads me. I know where that relationship will take me. I know what that stinking thinking will do to me. I'm not falling for that again. I'm going the God way, not the me way. Luke chapter 4, look what it says. This is right after baptism. Jesus had just been baptized. By the way, let me just give a plug to baptism. We baptize at the end of every month, we baptize people at Zoe. Last uh, um. April, at the end of April, we baptized 15 people here at Zoe. Clap for everybody that got baptized. So I want to encourage you, Memorial Day weekend, whatever you're doing, if you've never been baptized, make plans to get baptized. Jesus has just been baptized. He's fresh out the tank. He gets baptized. Sorry, it was for him, is the ocean. It says, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they ended, he was hungry. Let me just see your hands if you've ever been hungry before. Let me just see your, let me see your hand if you've ever been hangry. Let me, all the hangry people, you need a snicker bar. And the devil said to him, if... You are the son of God. Command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered and said to him, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up to a high mountain, you know, like Rustic Canyon, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all of it will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him into the top uh, into Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered the third and the final time. And he said to him, It has been written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him 
him until an opportune time. Until an opportune time. Let me just pause real fast. You need to know this about your, your, your enemy. That the enemy is always looking for an opportune time to tempt you. He's always looking for a time that like you, the enemy, the Bible says he searches around like a devouring lion looking for whom he may destroy. So the enemy is watching your weekly schedule and he knows when you're strong and he knows when you're weak and he's looking for an opportune time. He's looking for that moment when you, by the way, usually an opportune time, your greatest failures come right after your greatest success. Jesus had just been baptized. He's feeling good. He's full of the Holy Spirit. And the enemy said, I know right after that will be an opportune time. I'm not here to scare you to talk about the enemy's opportune time because you know who else is looking for an opportune time? It's my God in heaven. He's looking for an opportunity to deliver. He's looking for an opportunity to encourage. He's looking for an opportunity to set you free. Because greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. He's looking for an opportune time. I'm not falling for that again. I'm not falling for that. I like that, how it starts. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, being full of the Spirit, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus, full of the Spirit, was led then by the Spirit into the wilderness. I'm going to give you four things to write down to encourage you in your faith today. Write down point number one. And this is so true for all of us. God leads me into the wilderness. I'll choose him there. God leads me into the wilderness. I'll choose him there. Jesus, full of the Spirit, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, why in the world would God lead his son into the wilderness. The wilderness to me is like that wandering place. The wilderness is that lonely place. The wilderness is like nobody's around. The wilderness is hard. The wilderness, you don't know where you're going. The wilderness, you can't get no Wi-Fi. You can't get no 5G. Forget 3G. You can't get nothing in the wilderness. You might as well go airplane mode. Just quit. Just, I quit. Airplane. Why does God take his people like his son and like you and I, to lead us into the wilderness. God did this with the Israelites. God did this with Jesus. And God does this with us. He takes us into the wilderness. A wilderness season. Watch why he does it. Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. To humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. And whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you. Causing you to hunger. And then feeding you with manna. Which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Four reasons why God takes you to the wilderness. It's all there in verse 2 to humble you, to test you, to see what's inside of you and to see if you'll continue on in his commandments. See I'm telling you it's easy to worship when you got a bunch of friends that worship. It's easy to serve when all your buddies are serving. It's easy to give when you got a lot of money. It's easy to be happy when the business is booming but have you ever been to the wilderness in the wilderness nobody's really there in the wilderness nobody really cares in the wilderness it's just you and God but sometimes God does this to humble you sometimes God does this to test you so oh come on clap like you ever been to the wilderness 
It's in the wilderness. It's in the, you're not proven to be a person of faith on the mountaintop of success. It's the wilderness that shows what's in your heart. Will you love me when nobody else will love me? Will you serve me when nobody else is serving? When you give when you barely got something to give? Will you praise me when you're looking for something to praise about? That's when it counts. Jesus, full of the Spirit, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Have you ever been to the wilderness? I haven't. I, I mean, physically. You know, like I'm not a wilderness guy, clearly. This summer, I'm going camping for the first time. I Googled, how do you spell R-E-I? I'm just learning about these things. Yeti? Is that what you call it? Yeti? Is that a Yeti? Spaghetti. Okay, great. See, the reality is, is that a lot of us get to the wilderness and we're like, man, I messed up, man. I knew I did something wrong. I knew, man, and we try and trace back our steps. It was, it was that thing. It was, it was that decision. It was that, oh, I knew I shouldn't have gone to Vegas. I knew it. And God's like, no, I, 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 it's, it's, it's me. Hi. I'm the solution. It's me. It's, it's God. It's God. God, God's doing something. God's, God's pulling you away. See, a lot of us get upset because you're lonely right now, but if you use your loneliness, loneliness will make you lethal. God can't, God can't heal that thing that needs to get healed when you're in that group. God can't deal with that thing that's lacking when you're, when you're succeeding. Sometimes he humbles you so he can test you, so he can see what's inside of you. So he can see if you'll still choose his commandments. Um, Jesus, full of the Spirit, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This, this kind of flies in the face of Psalm 23. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He leads me down the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Why am I in the wilderness if you're supposed to lead me by green pastures? See, God is the God that can do both. If he wants to, he can put you down next to still waters. If he wants you, he can take you into the wilderness so he can test you and he can humble you and he can do work on you and he can mold you and he can see if it's real. See, to be honest, we don't know if it's real when it's all light. We don't know if it's real if it's all good. We don't know if it's real if it's just everything's booming. We know it's real when the rain came and the, and the, and the lightning came and the storm showed up. But I started praising God in the midnight hour. Somebody clap and thank him. I'll choose you. See, if you only choose God when it's good, it's not really faith. It's not really faith. If you only choose God, we, a lot of us show up, show up at church and we're like, I got to use God like a genie. God, I'm looking for this, that, and the other. And God's like, you know what? Let's just go to the wilderness. And let's just see, because there's things that are missing in you that I want to get you back to dependence on me. Don't, you don't need some sugar pill. You don't need some water injection. You need the real thing, sweetheart. You need my love and my grace and my power and my strength and my voice. Oh, clap today like you've ever been brought to the wilderness. And I, I, I've been in many seasons of wilderness, many seasons of wilderness. I wish I, would, I could escape the wilderness. I would just bypass the wilderness season. But every time I'm there, I know God's trying to. He's trying to do something. He's, he's up to something. You, you know, the, the reality is, is that the clay can't say to the potter, what are you doing, man? You're you messing up here. We had it. It was, what are you doing, man? No, even in the wilderness, I, I choose you. Even when, when nobody else would choose you, I'll, I'll serve you all. And Jesus, full of the Spirit, 
led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And, 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 and for 40 days he didn't eat. See, we only do 21. My guy did 40. And, and, and it says he was hungry. And, and every time I read it in the scriptures, it says, and he was hungry. Every time in my mind, my mind says, no, duh. And it says he was hungry. And then the enemy started to challenge his identity. Can you write down number two today? God does his best work when you are in your worst place. God does his best stuff. He specializes in broken things. He specializes in broken seasons. He does his best work when you are in your worst place. He uses when he starts to, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. We're going to do some work. There's going to be some growth out of this. There's going to be some praise that comes out of this. He does his best work when you are in your worst place. And when you're here, God says, oh, yeah, I can, I can put my hand on you, and I can start to mold and shape you. Just look here, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What he's saying? He's saying, you know what? I'm in the wilderness. I got nothing, but you know, I'm just, I'm barely surviving. But you know what? I'm going to choose God. And by choosing God, he's going to give me the strength to make it through. You might feel like, man, I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know what God is doing in my life. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know where everybody went in my life. But I'll tell you, if you just turn to God, his power works perfect in weakness. Now let the weak say I am strong God can't help the strong man he can only help the weak man it's the weak people that get strong in God so he does his best stuff when you are in your worst place this is a word to every Clipper fan if I were a Clipper fan I'd be holding on to this word he does his best stuff we've been in this for 15 years Lord do what you can Lord you better stand on something because you want quicksand anyways Write down number three. When you hear lies, reply with truth. So three times, the enemy, this is what he always does. He comes to Jesus, and he, and he starts with two letters every time. He says, if, 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 if you are the son of man, if you are who you say you are, if it's true, if it's real, if you, if you are real, if you're the son of man, tell this stone to become bread. If you're the son of man, he challenges every time. And all three times that the enemy, who is the master of deception, Master of twisting God's words. Remember, you need to know this. The opponent of your life knows the Bible better than you do. And will twist and distort truth to make it look any which way he wants. And he quotes scripture and he goes, doesn't the Bible say this? Oh, hold on, wait, wait, doesn't the scripture say this? Wait, and you better be careful because if he knows the Bible better than you, he'll use the Bible to get you into a sweet pill. He'll use scripture to get you with water injections. And he said, wait, doesn't the Bible say? And the Bible says, and he's quoting scripture. And Jesus, he quotes Deuteronomy 8 and then Deuteronomy 6 and then Deuteronomy 6. He goes, nope, the Bible says this. Nope, the Bible says this. When the enemy tells you a lie about who you are, you need to reply with God's word as truth. And he challenges your identity. Ha <laughs> ha. That's cute. Oh, 
If you're a Christian, how come you keep dealing with temptation? Wait, hold on. If you're giving, why isn't business booming? Wait, hold on. Wait a second. If you're involved in church, why are you so alone? And he always challenges the identity of who you are. If you're the son of man, how come? But I love God. I love Jesus. He said, no, I know what my Bible says. Don't you get twisted. I know what the living, breathing word of God says about my life. Somebody praise him today. If you're thankful, I know who God is. When somebody tells you a lie, you got to respond with truth. Look at John 8. Look at Jesus. John 8, it says, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I find that we have so many people that are bound by the lies of the enemy and you are bound by the things that the enemy says about you because you don't know the truth of who God is. And if you knew the truth, you'd get free. You get free from that addiction. You get free from that relationship. You get free from that bad thinking. You get free from your past. You get free for your future. Anybody here want to be free today? The only thing that keeps you bound is the lies that the enemy spreads. And he lies to you about your wilderness. If God loves you, why are you in the wilderness? If God's so good, how come you're in this place? If, if, if. And we need to stand on God's word and say, you know what? No, you're, you're, you're a liar. You know that the Bible says of the enemy that his natural tongue is lying. Like my natural language is English. Second, Spanish. <laughs> o tu sabes un chiste? Okay, stop. That's it's close. It almost came out. Like ah. Anyways, The, the, the reality is, is that he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's an accuser. And he comes, if he, if he rose up against Israel, and if he rose up against Jesus, well, he's for sure going to rise up against you. And he did not come to give you healing. He came to give you counterfeit healing. And Jesus says, no, no, no. I know your tricks, bro. I know what the Bible says. Do not put the Lord your God to your test. Man shall not live by bread, and, but, uh, bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What he's saying is, dude, you can't. I know I'm in the wilderness, but I still know that God's good. I know I'm in the wilderness, but I know the truth of who I am. Why do you think Jesus stands with this authority? Let me just trace it back. Again, he got out of baptism. And at baptism Sunday, at the ocean... The father peels back the heavens and shouts down, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And all of a sudden, a dove comes on his shoulder like the Holy Spirit. You got the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Why do you think Jesus is confident in who he is? He knows who he is because he knows whose he is. He belongs to God. He knows his father. See, you're never going to have identity until you know who you are in God. In fact, write down the fourth one today. you got to have an identity in Christ. Worship team, come join me. My identity is found in Jesus. My identity is not, it's not found in what I do. My identity is found in who I am. My identity is not in a scoreboard. It's not in followers. It's not in fame. It's not in finance. It's not in activity. It's not in rewards. It's not in this, that, or the other. My identity is in Jesus. I know who I am because I know who died for me. Come on, clap. 
clap. West side, clap right now. Come on, all the way over in the west side. Give them a praise. I know who I am. I'm in the wilderness right now, but don't you worry, baby. I'm just getting tested. I'm just getting humbled. I'll, I'll be out. I'll be out. I'll be out. And wilderness not going to last forever. I'll be out. I, I feel like I, I got to find an REI and a Yeti, spaghetti. I don't know where I'm going. I don't got a GPS. I can't get no cell service, but I'm going to get out this wilderness. I'm not staying here forever. I know God. I know. Listen, 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 listen. You're either in a wilderness, coming out of a wilderness, or preparing for your next wilderness. But I don't know where you're at today. I came to tell somebody, just keep holding on. Just keep holding on. Just keep holding on. Just keep choosing Jesus. Just keep choosing. I know it sucks. You're like, I'm in the wilderness, and I signed up for a connect group. I gave my first tithe. This church thing sucks. I don't know if that was a good or bad amen, but we're going to roll with it. Frustrated. Frustrated with Christianity. Um, I'm sorry, but you signed up to die. Why do we think that Christianity is about getting blessed? Christianity is about picking up our cross every day and denying ourselves and living for something bigger than ourselves. I don't know. I don't know how to tell you. Church makes me laugh sometimes because I feel like we we sold you a sweet pill. <laughs> it's free. The gospel's free. It will only cost you your life. wilderness lost my friends lost my job our pets heads are falling off it's a dumb and dumber reference if you're under 25 you have no idea what I just said I'm in the wilderness I was full of the spirit I got baptized and I got the Holy Spirit and yeah great wilderness wilderness here comes the enemy he's like hey I got something for you Sugar pill? Water injection? What do you want? What do you want? I got a relationship? DM? Club? What do you need? What do you need? I got you. I got you. My guy is like, you want a Rolex? <laughs> they look like the exact same. The problem with being in the wilderness is, don't it look good? wouldn't give for some friends right now. What I wouldn't give for some hot main chicken. Such a lie, isn't it? To think that that is going to satisfy. Because haven't you partaken? You left empty. You left dry. I mean, I thought if I... I could do this and have a girlfriend, I'd be so, why am I still in the wilderness? But I'm in a relationship. Wait, what? It doesn't make, doesn't add up because this stuff can't satisfy. It's only the God stuff. Jesus tells the woman at the well, I know you've been with like six dudes and the man you're with now, he's not even your husband. And if you'll just drink from me, living water will flow out of you because I'm the solution. I'm the seventh man. 
Come on, clap today if you're thankful. God's got you right where you want you. God's doing something bigger. Oh, come on, clap if you're thankful. I'm glad to be humbled. I'm glad to be tested. I'm glad to see what's inside of me. I'm happy to serve God. I'm not mad at this. He's doing something. He's doing something. My identity is in Christ. My identity is in Christ. Have you ever taken a good um, passport photo? Or a good driver's license photo? Neither have I. People that do make me sick. It's like, you got Glam Squad for the passport? One time I was going through TSA and I just hate doing it. Like I just hand my guy the license. He looked at it and he looked at me. He's like, this you? (laughs) Okay, shut up. (laughs) Sorry, I apologize. Julia's mad at me because I keep saying shut up from the microphone. I apologize. Mother's Day. It's it's been a wilderness season for me, Julia. Just calm down. (laughs) The only way you can make it through the wilderness is to continually remind yourself of who you are. Jesus knows who he is because he knows whose he is. I'm not trying to preach Toy Story 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5, but I'm here to tell you every one of them toys knew who they were because Andy's name was inscribed on the bottom of their foot. And I'm telling you, the Father God has inscribed his love all over your life because you belong to God. You belong to God. You're God's. You're God's children. You're God's children. Stand to your feet. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. A couple nights ago at our, at our dinner table, we were talking with our boys, and I said to my seven-year-old, I said, um, son, do you want to get baptized? And he was pumped right away. He's like, yeah, dad, I want to get baptized. Absolutely, I want to get baptized. And so I said to my nine-year-old, I was like, um, Winston, do you want to get baptized? And he was like, sure. And I was like, dude, they come out so different. It's just, you can't make it up. And then one of them was like, um, Dad, what, what does baptism mean? So Jewel and I were trying to explain what baptism means. I said, oh, son, it's real easy. When you go down in the water, it means that your old life is gone. And when you come up, a new life is here. It's saying, I'm not identified in my sinful nature. I'm identified by who I am in Christ. There's no label of my sin that's bigger than my label of who I am in Jesus. It's an outward expression of an inward confession. And as I was telling my boys that, I was just thinking, you know, I'm grateful today that we're in Christ. You're in Christ. I'm in Christ. And once you're in Christ, nothing can take you out of Christ. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you might be in a wilderness today. Hear me. God will see you through it. You might be going through hell on earth right now. God is faithful. No matter what the enemy tries to tell you, you are. There's a greater label. There's a greater name over your life. And it's the name of Jesus. He made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I'm not falling for that again. I'm not falling for that one. You got me. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. That's my bad. I'm not falling for fake freedom. 
fake fulfillment, fake healing. I'm going to the only source, the source of life that can free me and heal me and deliver me. Come on, Zoe, let's pray today. Jesus, we thank you that you're an awesome God. We thank you that you're a mighty God. We give you the praise, Lord. We might be in a wilderness, but Lord, no matter what the storm sounds like, no matter what the rain feels like, we're going to give you the highest praise. We're going to give you a praise that's due to your...